You're listening to the Lawyer Brit Podcast. In this episode, I go over three secrets to a successful consult call so that you have leads turning into clients easily and your sales process becomes an absolute breeze. Keep listening. You're listening to the Lawyer Brit Podcast. I started my law firm at just 28 years old, and a year later, the firm profited $1.78 million. In this podcast, I teach lawyers how to strategically launch and grow their law firms into multi-million dollar empires. Intake calls, consult calls, consultations, sales calls, whatever you call this <laughs> call, it's all the same. The purpose is that you want someone to hire you. And I know there's people out there that say, oh, well, a consultation calls where you're giving advice and people pay for those and blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, sure. Maybe that is the case in a consult call, but still at the end of a consult call, you want that person to hire you. You want that person to say, okay, I want you to represent me then. If this, this is your opinion, this is what you think, I want you to represent me. So for the purpose of this episode, intake calls, consultations, sales calls, they're all the same thing. That's what I'm trying to get at is when you get on the phone with a lead and you want them to hire you at the end. It doesn't matter if it's a cold lead or a warm lead or somebody who found you on Facebook versus YouTube versus Instagram versus a, an advertisement. These strategies will work in any situation where you're talking to a lead and you want them to hire you and become a client. Here are my three secrets. Number one is to sell. For some reason, lawyers fall into this trap where someone calls their office and it's like, oh, I've got a problem. I need help with X, Y, and Z. And all the law firm or the lawyer does is ask a bunch of questions and then tell them what their fee is. Please don't do that. Please don't just ask a bunch of calling fine questions and then say, okay, here's how much I'm going to charge you. Like, can you imagine if you wanted to buy a house and you called up a realtor and the realtor was like, okay, well, you know, how much have you been approved for? You know, how many bedrooms do you want? Where do you want to be? X, Y, and Z. And you gave them all of your criteria and they said, okay, well, I have actually one of those listings. The price is going to be, you know, $800,000 and my fee is going to come off the top of that and that's going to be 3%. And then, you know, plus because of da, 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 da. like, you'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I haven't even like seen the house yet. I don't even know what kind of like market you're in, like putting the cart before the horse. Like that would not work at all. You would not be sold. You would not be impressed and you would not work with that realtor. So why as, as lawyers, do we just assume that everybody wants to work with us? And if someone's calling our office, they're automatically going to sign our contract. Or on the flip side, I've heard some lawyers say, oh, well, well, every every lawyer in my practice area can do the same thing. Well, then why the hell should they hire you? I mean, like, honestly, like, you do have to sell yourself. You have to explain to somebody why they need your offer, meaning your product or your service, right? In this case, a service. You have to explain the benefits. You have to explain what the process is, the values, the outcomes. You have to actually sell them on using a lawyer and using you specifically, right? So it's important to have a way that you are selling. It's important to have a pitch. This is something that I teach in my framework, process, pitch, people, and profit, right? Pitch, being able to sell someone on your services. And back to what I was saying, right? You want to explain to them what the benefits are of using an attorney, of using you specifically. You want to see what your process is, right? How are you going to get them the outcome that they want? What does that look like, right? How, how does it work? What's their involvement? What do you do? 
right? What are your values as, as a firm? Like, what do you think is most important in this situation, right? Does it line up with that client's values and what they think is important? Meaning you guys will agree <laughs> on how to tackle the case. And you know, what is the ultimate outcome, right? What do you see as the ultimate outcome? These are really important things to include in your pitch when you are in an intake hall, when you're selling somebody, right? You don't want to just jump into qualifying questions and then explain the fee. Obviously, the fee is important, but so is the sell because if you don't sell somebody on your services, you're never going to get that fee. So it doesn't matter, right? What are they getting for hiring you? Why should they hire you? It's very important to sell. And that is honestly. I mean, it's it's difficult to, you know, put these in a number of one, two, three. This isn't any kind of a ascending or descending number of these three secrets that I have, but this is super important. And it's something that I figured out really early on because of my first couple intake calls I ever did. I mean, of course, the first time you do something is nerve-wracking. It's like a little awkward and you're uncomfortable. And so I didn't really sell as much as I probably should have to explain to somebody, hey, this is why you should hire me. Here's why you are choosing a great firm and why, you know, we're going to work really well together and why we're going to get you the outcome, how we're going to work that way. Right. I, I didn't necessarily do that. And I think it cost me some potential clients in the beginning. Obviously, I mean, you probably know the story. I did sign a hundred clients in my first hundred days of opening my law firm. So I, I figured it out pretty quick, but it's something that I don't see a lot of newer or smaller attorneys doing. And I think it's important to to sell yourself. I mean, we always say everyone's always selling themselves, but it really is important to sell in the intake hall. And in fact, I'll throw in a bonus secret here is that when you are selling, craft the objections of a common client, a common lead into your pitch. So when you're selling somebody, when you're giving them your pitch of why they should hire you for whatever your service is, make sure that you are bringing objections to the forefront, right? Like objections about like the fee being too high or objections about the timeline or any kind of objection that they might have. Bring that to the forefront, put that into the pitch that, you know, a lot of people are worried about X and here's how I deal with that. Here's how our firm deals with that. Here's how we operate right? And so doing that in your pitch helps you to sell even better, especially when you move into the second secret to a successful consult call. And that is to ask affirmative questions. I can't stand when somebody gives their pitch, explains everything, and then says, do you have any questions? Obviously, people say no, you know, no, even if I, I mean, I've had people who were like, no, I don't have any questions, but actually, let me ask you, you know, people just it's like an automatic, it's like a, a reaction almost, right? People automatically want to say, no, I, I understand everything. I know everything, right? The problem with saying no during a sales call is that you're more comfortable saying no later on as well. So when you go to close them and ask them if they want to move forward, they might be more hesitant say, oh, I don't know. You know, I'm going to shop around. I'm going to do this, that, talk to my wife, talk to this person, you know, whatever. And they're not in that yes mind frame. You want them to be a yes person. You know what I mean? You don't want to have already given them the opportunity to say no before and then be comfortable with saying it again later on the phone call. So to combat that, I say to ask affirmative questions. So once you've given your pitch, instead of saying, do you have any questions? Ask, does that make sense? 
Are you understanding? Have I answered your questions? Right? And that last one's kind of a caveat, right? Because it's like, you know, if you have answered their questions, they might say no. But honestly, (laughs) for some reason, people always say like, oh, yes, yeah, I've answered your, yeah, you've answered my questions. But then they continue to ask questions that they have them. So it's like one of those things where you're, you're getting them to say yes, yes, yes. And sometimes I even ask an affirmative question multiple times during my pitch. So I'll give them the first half of the pitch and say, okay, is that making sense? And then they, yeah, 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 you know, I'm understanding that. Okay, great. Give them the next part. Okay, are you understanding that? Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. That's really great. Okay, great. You want to move forward? Yeah, it sounds good. Let's move forward, right? You're, you're giving them that affirmative feeling almost where they're like already in the yes zone and you want them to continue in that yes zone. And I have done this on, I mean, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds, if not over a thousand intake calls at this point. Like I was doing all of the intake calls for my entire firm until, I don't know, the beginning of 2022. Maybe let's call it like Q2 of 2022. I'd have to look that up to be completely precise. But I mean, I loved it. I loved doing, I call them intake calls. I loved doing intake calls. I mean, they were so much fun for me. I loved selling people, that rush of getting people to sign up and you know moving forward to help somebody on their case. And so when I was doing these affirmative questions, does that make sense? Are you understanding? I noticed that people were getting more enthusiastic the more they said, yes, yeah, uh-huh, of course, yes. I noticed they were getting more excited. And so I started asking more and more affirmative questions during my entire pitch. And my close rate was insane. I mean, it skyrocketed and I think that asking those affirmative questions makes it almost easier for somebody to say yes at the end when you close. And that brings us to my third secret for a successful intake call, console call, whatever you want to call it. And that is to close on the phone. I cannot stand when people have a lead, a hot lead on the phone, because once you've got someone on the phone who's interested in working with you and hiring you, that is iron hot. You have the ability to literally have a conversation with that person and then have them hire you. There is no like, oh, I'll send you a proposal. Okay, well, what's your email? I'll send you the contract and then we can talk. Like, No, absolutely not. You are closing on the phone. And I'm going to explain to you right now how to do it. So remember earlier, I said that you're crafting objections into your pitch. And when I say objections, I really mean just like common questions to not move forward whether it's not move forward at all, not move forward with you, not move forward at this time, whatever it is, craft the answers and the opposites. Craft the answers to those objections into your pitch so that when you're giving your pitch and you're selling somebody on something, the questions they were already thinking in their head, you've already answered those. So at the end, it's, you know, have I answered all your questions? You know, does that make sense? Okay, yeah, that's great. All right, cool. Here's what my fee is. And once you sign the contract, the next three things will happen. Would you like to move forward? And they say, yeah, I'd like to move forward. Sounds good. You've now closed them on the phone. And I would even take it a step further. And I would send them the contract while you're on the phone. Now, back in the early days of my firm, we were emailing. So it was a little bit tricky to get people to sign on the phone, especially if it was like somebody who was like on their phone, they'd have their email on their phone. Sometimes we have older clients who don't have that connected. So they go, well, once I get home, blah, 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 blah. Now we have a platform where we can text them the contract. So I text the number I'm literally talking to them on. And I say, okay, I'm sending over the contract right now. Let me know when you get the text. 
They say, okay, I just got it. All right, click that link. Let's go through this together. Okay. Is that all making sense? Great. Okay. Sign with your finger right here. Okay. I see that I've got it on my end. So here's what we're going to do X, Y, and Z. You've literally just signed a brand new client while you were on the phone. Whether that took you five minutes or 30 minutes, you literally got that done right then. Instead of having to do a follow-up and, you know, waiting for someone to sign and doing another conversation, sending five emails, close on the phone. Make sure that they have committed and agreed, and even better, that they've signed the contract while you've been on the phone. And a lot of people don't know how to make that transition, right? So you've done your pitch, someone's like, okay, sounds great, all right, so my fee is X, and a lot of people get, how do I put this, awkward? When they start talking about their fee, but let's remember that your fee is just a, it's an energetic exchange for you doing a service for this person. So there's nothing wrong with you being paid and you charging money for what you do. It's an energetic exchange. That person could, could do whatever you do themselves. It would just take them a heck of a lot longer and it'll be so much harder for them. So when you start talking about your fee, there are, well, I'll give you a couple options, right? But if you're like me and you're a plaintiff's lawyer, you just charge a percentage or, you know, there's other statutory fees that are involved, but let's just say it's a percentage, right? Let's say you're a PI attorney and you charge a percentage. So you say, okay, you know, does that all make sense? Okay, great. Makes sense. Now let's talk about what my fee is. So my fee is X percentage and this comes out of X and here's what we cover. And once you sign our contract, here are the next X steps. So by giving them a little bit more than just like, this is my fee and then silence, or this is my fee and now sign the contract. You are giving them additional information to kind of like juxtapose why your fee is what it is. So, okay, yeah, this is what the fee is. And then we're going to start with X, Y, and Z. We'll start by getting this documentation, sending this out. And, you know, here's our goal. Our goal is to get you X amount. Our goal is to get you paid for this. Our goal is to get you this kind of outcome right? So you're kind of tying it into, this is why we charge this much. Remember, you're getting something for this fee, right? When you're closing on the phone, so you say, this is my fee, blah, blah, blah. You can add in what the steps are and what the outcome is. And then you can ask again, okay, would you like to move forward? Simple as that. Would you like to move forward? They say, oh yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Good. I'm going to send you the contract right now. We can go over it right now and then have you sign, right? It's super simple. Would you like to move forward? That's the close, right? Getting that commitment. And you know, if you're somebody who charges a flat fee or you have packages that somebody has to decide from, I would even go so far as to say, okay, would you like this package or this package? Would you like to pay in full or would you like a payment plan? Give them two choices. And then that way they're presented with two choices and they say, okay, yeah, no, I want the payment plan. Oh, you know what? Let me just pay in full. I'd like to get it all over with right now. That's a a sales psychology hack is to give somebody two options for moving forward rather than a, do you want to move forward? Yes or no. For someone like me, who is a plaintiff's attorney, it's like the fee is what it is. I don't have, you know, an A and a B. So I, I just go right for, would you like to move forward? And that's it. But if you have options, you can present the two options. Would you like A or B? Now comes in a very common problem is that when the person on the phone needs to talk to somebody, they want to talk to their wife, they want to talk to their guru, they want to talk to whoever it is they want to talk to, right? They have to talk to somebody. And whenever says, oh, I got to talk to my wife about this. I'm going to bring this up to my, to my uncle. Okay, great. That sounds like a good plan. 
Why don't you bring it up to them today or tomorrow? And then let's schedule time to speak on Thursday. Is 10 o'clock good for you? And that's it. That's so simple. Now you have a time to close them. Now you have a definite time to get back on the phone with them and close them. I would not, obviously you're the one on the phone, so you know instinctually which direction to go in. But if somebody wants to talk to somebody else, I always say, that's totally fine. I will call you at 10 a.m. on Thursday to discuss moving forward. Don't say follow up. I've actually been reading some sales psychology about the word follow up and it just sounds like spammy at this point like they're trying like someone's trying to sell you on something like i'm gonna follow up like being annoying almost right so instead of saying let's do follow up on this day it's like you know let's reconnect or let's discuss moving forward some other type of word that sounds like you're kind of in partnership and not that you're trying to force someone to do something but that aside that's what i would do is i would say yeah no problem let's talk on this day Let's talk about moving forward on this day. And alternatively, I always offer as well to do the call again with that person on the phone. I would say, oh, that's fine. You know, if you want to get your wife on the phone, let's schedule a time where we can all three speak. And then, you know, if, if she has any questions, she can ask me directly. And I think that also helps people feel even more comfortable because you're not trying to push, 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 shell, sell, 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 whatever. You're taking the pressure off so that they feel like they have the power to make that decision. So that's how I handle it when someone has to talk to somebody. That's my close, so to speak, right? Because if I have a specific date and time I'm going to reconnect with that person, then I know I can close them then. I have that date to close them specifically, right? So that's how I close in those instances. Otherwise, if you're on the phone with the decision maker, then you can close them right then. Would you like to move forward? Would you like A or B? Simple as that. And then you get that confirmation, commitment, hopefully the signed contract, and you have a new client on your hands. And those are my three secrets to a successful console call. Sell. Make sure you are selling, not just asking qualifying questions and information and telling them your fee. You are actually explaining the benefits, the process, the values, the outcomes. You are selling them. Ask affirmative questions. Does that make sense? Are you understanding? We're not saying, do you have any questions? No, that is old school. We are saying, does that make sense? Are you understanding? Have I answered your questions? And then we are closing on the phone. Would you like to move forward? Would you like A or B? Or if they have to talk to somebody, schedule a time to further discuss moving forward. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you are into learning about the behind the scenes of running my now multiple seven-figure law firm, make sure you sign up for the CEO Coffee Chat. That's where I dive deep, not only in the practical and the strategy, but the reason behind why I make the decisions that I make and why I've made the decisions in the past that have brought me to running a multi-million dollar law firm. If you're interested in that, sign up in the link in my Instagram bio. That's at lawyer.brit, B-R-I-T-T with two T's the CEO coffee chat. It's a free series to your email inbox every single week, all about the behind the scenes of running my law firm. See you in the next episode.